Hello and welcome to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. This week's episode features Joy Villa. She is the most amazing and bright and positive person. So I'm just going to dive right into it. Enjoy. All right. Hello, everyone. It's Tony and the Movie Guy and... Miss Money Annie. All right. And I'm really excited about tonight's show. We've got a great guest, the bold, the beautiful, the wonderful Joy Vila. Hey! Did I say that right? Yeah. Joy Vila. Is it Vila? Yeah. You can say Vila, Villa. Some people say Via, but I pronounce it Villa usually. Or Princess Joy Vila. Exactly. I like that. (laughs) Okay. Here's what I love about Los Angeles, and this is what I love about the show. I just met you by mm-hmm. chance. You know, we were shooting for something else that we were, projects we were both involved in from a mutual friend. Yeah. I just saw your energy. I saw how enthusiastic you were. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you, by the way, you like impersonify your name, Thank which is you. what I love about you. So <laughs> then we, we hit it off immediately. And yes. so I knew you've obviously, I mean, we have a lot to talk about, yeah. you know, and so little time. But, I mean, um, I had to get over my hatred of the English to be your friend. <laughs> But, you know, I, you're, you're teaching me. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Everyone loves the British. <laughs> but, um, no, but here's what I love. So we just kind of met by chance. And I was like, wow, I'd love to have you on the show. And, you know, I knew you, A, obviously, which we're going to talk about. You blew mm-hmm. up from your fashion and that, that dress, that, the, yes. the famous dress. or infamous dress. But then, you know, your, your songs, your music. I've heard quite a few of your singles. Yeah. Um, but then when we were chatting, you were like, well, actually, I started acting that's right and i was like oh wow even more reason i'd love to have you on the show yeah so um you know there's a lot to talk about because you do so much Mm -hmm. um i'd love to talk to you about you know how you got started in acting what you know what you did uh films you love films that inspire you and so on so movies will be a topic obviously i'm turning the movie guy Mm -hmm. music because Mm -hmm. obviously you've blown up with your music career which is really fantastic and then uh you know this is going to be kind of fun and political but i actually don't mind because the way you handle it the way you handle people's statements about you know, religion about, you know, which we'll talk about to politics it mm-hmm. is really impressive. The two things you're told not to talk about exactly. at dinner table. <laughs> but you, that's really what, like my admiration and respect was like, you really handle them so well. You Thank hold yourself you. so well. So it'll be like movies, music, politics. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an interesting show. Yeah. <laughs> so what I wanted to uh, talk to you about first was you started acting uh, on Youth Network TV. That's right. Tell me about that. Like yeah. How, when, when did that come about? Well, that was like, I mean, I, I first actually started acting um, when I was five years old oh, wow. in a play in school. So I, it was theater. It was a theater play. It was a Christmas play. I was a total diva, prima donna to my mom because I was like, my costume has to be right. I was like, mommy, she was making my costume. I'm like, the wings, you have to the fix the wings. fashion sense. Totally. I was the same person I am today. <laughs> but you're not like a prima donna. 
You're no. so laid back, Joy. You yeah, really are. You're very you. approachable. Well, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I've got the, the Southern California vibe. Um, I was born in Orange County. And then I was raised in Southern California. But I was also in New York at a, ten, a young age, there at you 10 go. years old. That New York and- so I, I feel like I'm more New Yorker. And I feel like I'm very direct and straightforward. But I think, you know, I, I, I guess it comes off in a, in a charming laid back way. That's good. So, it certainly does. Yeah. Uh, as long as I can get it done, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that I graduated from doing small theater plays to actually touring Santa Barbara County and doing larger theater productions like Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, that's great. Um, what else did we do? We did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that's so cool. Which we wrote in a special part for me. I was the narrator. Oh, wow. Susie, what was my name? Susie something from SBXXY News. <laughs> reporting to you live. I was a reporter who was the narrator. That's great. So that was really fun. And, and every time I did something, I always tried to be better and people would be like, Oh, you've got it. She's got it. She's got the, she's got the, you know, the star quality. My parents were really excited and really, um, uh, very much uplifting, like very, very, uh, positive about me being an actress, super supportive. They put me in acting classes and, you know, so I learned all of this music, dancing, acting at the same time. And fast forward to high school. And I, I heard about youth network television, which was local programming in my high school. Um, not just in the high school, but in the whole city. Actually, it broadcasted through Comcast Cablevision and uh, to 40,000 homes oh, in cool. the Central Coast. So Santa Barbara, Santa Maria, Lompoc, all up and down the Central Coast of California. And I wanted to be involved. I was like, oh, I can be on TV. All live television. I attended the first meeting. Um, was The producer was totally Chris Brock. He's awesome. He's a, he's a fan and friend of mine still to this day. He was impressed with my ideas. Put me up there. I became a director after that, oh, which my so local cool. newspaper wrote about. You, you know, you new youth director, new youth TV director, Joy Villa, 15 years old. That's awesome. <laughs> and I produced my own segments. And we interviewed the mayor. We interviewed local people in That's Santa great. Barbara County. And I got to talk about whatever I wanted. We did skits with Star Wars action figures. Yeah, like we're going to talk before, about that. Oh, my gosh. And before Robot Chicken, too, by the way. I <laughs> oh, was doing awesome. stuff like that. That's awesome. So I was like, what? I should have put that on regular TV, you know? Yeah, I absolutely love that you're a nerd. Oh, I'm a total nerd. I mean, That's I was fantastic. going to Star, uh, Star Wars conventions and sci-fi conventions at 10 years old. That's awesome. 1997, my parents, my dad took me to see Star Wars, the, the 20th anniversary, right when they re-released the original right, yeah. into the movie theaters or remastered oh my gosh my dad took me to see those when i was 10 and i was just hooked right i was like this is it this is my universe that's awesome (laughs) oh yeah so yeah so then it just turned into something that i I loved and everyone was like oh are you going to be a reporter are you going to go to move to los angeles and be a reporter or new york and i said no i'm not going to be a reporter even though i'm great at this i'm an actress i'm a performer and i sang on tv played guitar so I always knew that I wanted to do, I mean, reporting is fun, but I knew that I'm not like a news reporter. Right. right. You could I'm do so much more. Exactly. Right. Storytelling, creating, playing yeah. a character. I was like, I want to play a drug addict prostitute <laughs> with a heart of gold and AIDS so I can win my Oscar. <laughs> you, did play, you did play that though, right? In one I, of the I movies. almost, yeah. I did, I, the prostitute part. Yes. Yeah. Very proud in of that. The movie. In yeah. the movie. In the movie. Yeah. Yeah. In the movie. Not after the movie. Yeah. <laughs> after the set. Yeah. So how long did you do the uh, Youth Network TV for? 
I did that for about two years. I think it was two years. It was the most incredible experience. I graduated high school at 16 years old, so I went full-time doing that. It was once a week, and we'd have production meetings throughout the week. And it was a full-blown studio. I learned how to run a regular camera. I learned something called, um, what was it called, toaster? TV toaster. You have to explain that. Oh my gosh, it's a program that only old school <laughs> live television producers know about because this was this was a long time ago, right? You know, so this was what like this was 10 this was 15 years ago. Right. So this was the hottest thing was toaster, God, what is it called? Toaster, TV toaster, and it would be all the titles and all the, you know, the 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 special effects when you have live TV, mm-hmm. the little splashes at yep. the bottom like Joy Villa. Oh right. You know, right. those little things. So I learned how to program those titles and I learned how to do everything and anything to produce a a live television show in a studio in a real legitimate studio and youth network television to its credit was really groundbreaking because chris employed all volunteers but young people so you had to be at least 13 to run cameras but then you became actually certified to run a real legit big camera in a studio um to be an editor like you learn real skills you learn all of that stuff i learned everything you sound like a young tom cruise who talks about i mean i'm a huge fan of tom oh i love tom cruise but he talks about a lot of um in interviews he does when he was you know a young fledgling actor Mm -hmm. he would just ask questions about everything Mm -hmm. and he would learn that's what so many of the producers and directors admired about him he would learn all the Mm -hmm. nukes and crannies the ins and outs he would go backstage look at the cuts and want to know how this worked and that Mm -hmm. and now he's just such a professional totally and he's reminds me of that yeah Yeah. of course i mean that is the thing is like one day i want to produce and and direct my own films one day because it you just you have such a you you get such a responsibility for everything i mean i know about lighting setup i know about you know what the grips do i know about sound setup and i got to learn that it's like boot camp you're a professional in (laughs) that area and you can understand on the other side and Mm -hmm. know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. yeah that's so cool so then from there how did you kind of segue because you've been in you were in some films yeah you've got here uh, my first toy company oh yeah that was that was my first film so i worked a lot of production on other people's films and not acting so i did i worked as a pa on several things um i i worked in a lot i did background when i first came to la i did central casting shout out you too shout out to central i mean like everybody who's anybody who needs a job is the best you get fed you know and you can like sit there and be like oh i would have done a much better pot than her look at her she's flubbing the lines you know while you're just a background (laughs) yeah back to one you know so i did that for years central casting and but before that i did um my first toy company was a short that I had worked on and I actually assistant directed. So I got into doing, with my background knowledge, I got into doing assistant directing. I've actually worked behind scenes, like my IMDB only has a few of those credits, but I worked on a lot of stuff that's not up there. And assistant directing led me, I was on a movie, uh, I worked on this movie called L, but it was filmed on the Paramount lot. And so we did it, it was actually a legit production. But I met, I always met crew on there, you know, exchange information. Mm. I was always very forward with my communication. Like, hey, I love what you're doing. Hey, let's connect. And anytime you need another crew member, think of me. So yeah, that's how it is in the film business and in lot in music business too, acting as well. So I, I got called for this gig and I assistant directed on it. And it was a small production. And then I also was an actress in it. 
And I played the sister of this kid. It's like a horrible comedy thing that actually won a lot of awards in some small film festivals. But it's about this kid, his first toy company, my first toy company commercial on this kid who has a, um, a, what is it, like a meth kit. Oh, wow. It's like my first meth kit, right? Like my first toy company produces toy toys. And, and kits that are like okay. not really for kids. Oh my God. Okay. So that's the joke. And we filmed out in Lancaster and it was, it was kind of like Breaking Bad. Right. Like that was the right. whole premise, you know, at that time Breaking Bad. Science like, bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And then so at the end it was like my first strip club and I played the stripper, the sister. I was I was entitled to stripper on there, right? It was like <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah, but that's cool. And then you did yeah. uh, Ox Films Collection. Yeah. What's that? So then I played that. That was actually a film with Gary Busey. Ooh, oh no, no, not Ox I Films. Gary. Yeah, that was a different film with Gary Busey. Um, that the I other did. one I have here was The Confident because Billy Zane and mm-hmm. Richard Roundtree mm-hmm. of Shaft fame. Exactly. You know, the whole Isaac Haynes. Yeah, totally. I can't do that. I yeah. can't do the the tune, but, totally. but I was like, "Cool, you were in the movie with Richard Roundtree, Shaft." It was great. Oh, that film was great, and but you I did one with Gary Busey. Yeah, as well? I, I did a film with Gary Busey, and it was a um a, like a a movie about this this uh, MAA fighter who fights for the life for his life of his children and his family. You know, like one of those action films, and Gary Busey was in there. And I played I this. Him. He's so batshit he's, crazy. He's hilarious. Yeah. He was crazy back then yeah. too. <laughs> this was like 2008, 2009. So I did that film, and then I just started doing a lot of other things. I got it. I eventually got a, a manager. Um, I I just hobnobbed. I was always busy. Like I talked to people. People used to say, "How are you so busy?" Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff was background casting, but I'd talk about it. I'd be like, "Hey, I'm doing this show today. I'm doing that show." And then I started getting hired for more specialty things like NCIS. I played right. a dancer yeah. from the Dominican Republic. That's you know, so and I was like, and dancing. you were on CSI New York. CSI New York. That's right. That's one I did background yeah. for. You did? Oh, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. That was because they were shooting reason, all the time. I wanted to do it so bad because it was Gary Sinise. Oh my gosh. And I was so, so in love with him and he walked on the set and I'm like, this is all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then you were on exactly. Heroes, which I love oh, yes. that show. So I did all, so years cool. of background, years of like hustling on small time gigs and doing acting stuff and doing back, you know, doing like uh, assistant directing paid off because then I got cast on Heroes. Heroes mm. was looking for people what was it with tattoos or something like that or to play in a tattoo and we both thing. have many totally <laughs> it's exactly thing we have in common. oh love tattoos <laughs> i love it and then I, so I, I went to this casting and they actually it turned out that they were putting together a group of we called ourselves the dirty dozen mm. this team that would work on the whole season four which is unfortunately the season like nobody watched but i still. watched it you watched it? okay Absolutely. good i did too Good. So I'm in the dark circus. You remember the dark oh, yeah, circus? No, I, and I saw the clip again. Yeah. I look. I loved Heroes, and you're right. It, it did go a. Li- it went yeah. a bit loopy towards yeah, the end. Yeah, because it got canceled after. But that. I still, I, I love that show. And how cool fantastic. was Robert Nepper in awesome. that role? He's incredible. Like yeah. the the yeah. acting was so great, and there was nothing so cool. like it at that yeah, time. It was groundbreaking. It really was. Mm-hmm. It was a sensation. Yeah. So that was my claim to fame, and then I just uh, I worked that whole season. I made really good money. It was sort of a. a glorified background role but it was like mm. a featured Feature you know background, yeah. featured background but it was like we were treated really well yeah. we got the you know we got the best food like one day we were shooting and it was raining outside freezing cold and we're at the universal we're at universal studios actually but out on their lot right they actually still shoot out there and um we were just like freezing and we got heat lamps 
us, the 12 of us and all, <laughs> and we had like a hundred, well, maybe it wasn't a hundred, but it was like 50 background actors at that time. None of them got heat lamps. Oh wow! And so it was the Poor lead bastards. actors and then it was us. We were in like tents. The lead actors were in trailers and then the rest, everyone was just like in the rain, like oh, wow. God. freezing. I was like, what is this? It's like, you know, I, I felt like horrible. I was like, oh, can I share my bread with you? You know, <laughs> like, oh yes, oh, mom, you know, you're so much higher than us. Like it was like such a hierarchy. One time there was one of the directors there. Um, he was screaming. It was one of those days. He was screaming and yelling at the cast, especially the background. You know, background oh, wow. gets like abused, yeah. like stomped on, especially okay. by the angry PAs, right? Yes. Who get paid less than background actors. Right. So he was screaming, yelling, just barking orders. And he looked and he's like, come on, everybody go. And he was screaming at me too. And I just stopped. I looked at him. I said, hey, be nice. <laughs> that's awesome. And I mean, I could have got fired. This is but the director great. of the series. And he looked at me and he goes, all right, all right, I will. He snapped out of it. Totally That's snapped awesome. out of it. Yeah, it was you like, could do that. What? I could see that. Oh, yeah. Good I was job. like, you know, you're not going to treat us like this. So things, you know, I, I try to keep things in order in Hollywood. Um, but that was an incredible opportunity. And I worked for a whole year on that show. And it was so cool. It was great. That's awesome. So then, uh, look, I'm Tony the movie guy. Yes. And again, I mean, we're going to move on to all kinds of different crazy topics because you've got so much going on. Mm-hmm. And you've accomplished so much already in your young life joy which is very impressive um but i'd love to hear about actors actresses Mm -hmm. that kind of inspire you things like that you know that you kind of look up to films that inspire you well i was I, i was raised on movies that's what we did in our house you know like a lot of us right i mean to me it was like movies uh drawing acting art like a super creative crazy household and one of my favorite, all-time favorite movies and my first ever crush, Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future. Oh, awesome. <laughs> cool. We love you. That is a perfect movie, right? It is a perfect movie. It is movie. a perfect movie. So I've already admitted this, how old I am to all our wonderful listeners, but I saw that in 1984 in the theater. And I remember that film and it just blew me away. I've seen it about a hundred times. I mm-hmm. love the whole trilogy, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the film, to me, that film, the script is a perfect script. It's perfect. And did yeah. you know it came from a book? I didn't. What? I read the book. That's wow. how nerdy. I'm getting schooled here. Are you wow. make a nerd stir. Was it yes. called Back to the Future? It was called Back to the Future. Actually, the book was Back to the Future 2. Are you serious? Yes, because he had to go back to the future. Right, right. So right. they yeah, had the to title. they had to reverse engineer the story from the beginning. Oh, because wow. when God, they I'm when they made that. it into a script, they were like, We can't make a book, we can't make a movie out of something that's like right. you know. So they had to reverse engineer Back to the Future One. This is why Back to the Future Two is my favorite. It's actually the original. I love it too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's oh my gosh. Yeah. That film, it's funny because that was set in 2015 which just passed (laughs) and that film really has gone up in esteem I speak to so many of my friends and they're like Back to the Future 2 is my jam (laughs) I remember when I watched that it was so batshit crazy but now as an adult I've gone back to it so many times I can respect it a lot more that's right Flea's in it and then Michael J. Fox plays like the sister the mom the dad it's crazy old him young him it's funny and then I want that pizza that's in the microwave I was going to say that's what I oh, always remember was shoes. Ding, the pizza. Yeah, no. so actually, real. they've done something similar to that. But I want the Those lace shoes. up yourself right? Nikes. Oh. Right, and you the, your jacket is now dry. Yeah, oh, yeah the self-drying jacket. <laughs> so cool. Oh, so good. The double clear ties. Like, 
When is that going to come in style? Oh, yeah, right? that's right. right. <laughs> Double tie, that's crazy. Okay, good. So I actually think we're going to be on the same same wavelength. Mm-hmm. I mean, Back to the Future is one of my all-time oh. favorites. Yes. But what are some other movies? Some other Maybe of different mo- yeah. like, genres that you love? You know, I want to say like, oh, Schindler's List and be all serious Which about it. Which is one of the best films it. ever it made. It is an amazing film. But It's I, obviously heavy. It's not something you watch on like a, thing, no. a Saturday night. You know, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, that is one of my favorite films. But you know, I, I'm still a nerd at heart. And the next, my next favorite movie that, that shaped me was the Star Wars That's trilogy, so cool. the You're original awesome. trilogy. Yeah. And it, that was the next thing. It just was like, whoa, this is what's possible mm-hmm. with acting and creation. I would watch it over and over and over again. And I would replay every scene and learn every bit of dialogue. And oh, the yeah. way wow. I can remember it, like every little bit of dialogue you know like the way he pronounced it like every character in there luke skywalker you know everything princess leia princess leia oh my gosh all those characters were classic all the creatures and this classic story of someone who chooses to become a hero right and save the world like don't we all want to do that the unlikely hero yeah good versus evil and redemption and also that's why i will say george lucas has an eternal hall pass mm-hmm. just and for Star does. Wars. Oh yeah, he, he just does just for what he created. Yeah, and even with the new films that you know, there, there's so much controversy over them mm-hmm. from the quote unquote hardcore Star Wars fans. I just feel so blessed and lucky to have Star Wars I know. movies. Totally. Like, did you like the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi? I love the Force Awakens. Because You're the guest. We won't back. beat you up. Don't oh worry. yeah, no, I love the Force Awakens. Me too. And it I made me too, feel like yeah. a kid again. Oh yes, and you know it's because they followed it. the same style yeah. of the first trilogy. They brought the magic right? back. Yes, the nostalgia. The nostalgia and Han Solo's back, Chewie, you know, oh my God, Princess Leia, you know. It was so good. But I just saw The Last Jedi. What's your take? I was, okay, you know, it left me feeling good. Left me with that warm and fuzzy Star Wars feeling. But there was so much in it that was just poorly edited. I agree. The whole scene with, between um, Rey and Luke, I was like, what? I mean, there was, uh, there was parts of it that played so flat. And I'm literally left like, like, what are we doing now? And right. then they would cut, and he's like drinking the milk from this thing's oh teats. And I'm like, why the hell would you even put the that there? The perverse look on his face in that it was shot as well. Yeah. He's was drinking like, the blue, like, alien goat milk. And he's like looking at her. <laughs> licking his lips. It's, it's so creepy. creepy. I don't yeah. want to see Luke Skywalker like that. It's yeah. creepy. And then what did you think about oh, Super Mary Poppins Leia the, flying the, through space? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I know mean, what they were trying to do. It was but, awful. It was weird. It was like they forgot the plot halfway through and then they just added some stuff in there it was just it was kind of a mess to be honest yeah so I, that's why i said so danny my wife who's the producer and i we did like a two and a half hour episode oh just gosh. a knockdown drag out over star wars because we went through all the films she yeah. she pretty much loves them all the prequels she says kind of all blend together they're forgettable yeah. but she still likes them yeah. she <laughs> loved the last jedi because she has a huge crush on Kylo Ren. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's hot. He was actually the best yeah. part he of it. He was great. And he I, was he's, excellent. He's yeah. consistently good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone else, I'm, even Ray fell She's, flat in this one. See, I, I love well, her, I, but I, I, think it, her. I think it was the directing. I agree. It, was, no, it, it was. wasn't her because she's an amazing actress. She's and incredible. I was like, why am I not liking Ray when she's an yeah. amazing hero? Well, when yeah. I saw The Last Jedi in the theater, I didn't like it the first time. Yeah. Now I've seen it a few times since, so mm-hmm. my appreciation for it has gone up because I just kind of yeah. learned to move aside the faults, and I do love yeah. the central characters of Kylo Ren and Rey. Yeah. But I agree with you that editing is so choppy. It was the editing. It's editing just weird. makes a movie. Yeah. You know, as you yeah. know, it's yeah. it's totally. all about editing. 
And one of the things was that cantina scene. Uh, I uh, forget the name. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah on the, the planet. Rose and, and the I was like, this is so not odd. Star Wars. It's like, yeah. what, this what is, is not this my side Star story Wars. even doing yeah. here? Why is it? Drove people yeah. crazy. Did you see yeah. the DVD extras? Yeah. No. I watched all the extras. He filmed so much more. Oh, oh JJ. Wow. Like, they filmed, not J.J. Abrams. Uh, what's his name? Who Rain shot Johnson. Yeah, yeah, Rain was like, we did so much of this. And, you know, because you see the deleted scenes. There's like a good 20 minutes of more of this There's a whole scene with Joseph Gordon Levitt in that cantina. Jo- he cameoed. Yeah. He was in it. I didn't yeah. see I that. think they cut it. No, there was so much of that, and there's like yeah. other. And honestly, some of the parts they cut, I was like, that looks a little more that Star might have Wars. Been good. There's too many yeah. humans in that with cool makeup. I'm like, what right. is this? Like, I volunteer as tribute. You're like, it looks like every other. <laughs> yeah, it did look like Star Wars yeah. to me. This is awesome. I'm gonna reel it in. I, it I love like... that you're a super nerd. No, it's fantastic. Go <laughs> on, Jenny. Sorry, it was just like it, I feel like it was like it had all the pieces of being a good movie, and the overall story was yeah. good. But like you said, the editing, it was a mishmash. So I came oh. out at the end sort of like, I feel good, but I feel confused. Yeah. It's like different movies. You have to watch it again. But again, remember, it's Star Wars. So we're so lucky exactly. to have it. Yeah. Uh, and they'll keep going. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, the, and we like to complain about Star Wars. Oh, Star absolutely. Wars fans <laughs> like to complain oh my about God. it. Exactly. <laughs> They're the worst. What about like Goonies? You know, Goonies I got into much later. Really? I didn't really nerd out on it because I think I wasn't raised with it. I saw it in the theater when Mm. I was like See, yeah. And I was like, later, like now I think, of course, it's a classic and it's awesome. But I didn't grow with it. Gotcha. Um, Let's see. what Mostly sci-fi movies. I love that, by the way. Mostly sci-fi movies. And I read sci-fi books at the same time by every author I could get my hands on. This is dusty old, you know, bookstore I'd go to with my dad and mom and go to the sci-fi section and there'd That's be awesome. like babes in metal bikinis on the cover. Some of those books were not for kids, but yeah. <laughs> it's very That's appropriate awesome. that we did sci-fi last week. That was yeah. our, that was yeah. our podcast. That's we, awesome. we just did that whole, but it's okay. We can okay. talk about anything exactly. yeah. like dirty dancing though. I mean, I grew up with lots of women, so yeah. I watched so many, I watched like Annie and dirty dancing yeah. in Greece. Yeah. You know, the other thing though, I, I I also was raised with 1960s, 1950s um, mm. musicals. Oh, wow. Like so what? I've seen, um, um, you know, oh gosh, what is it? Um, like Singing in the Rain. See, or... Of course, Singing in the Rain. Also in, for the dance moves in there because right. I'm a dancer as well. It's a phenomenal. Um, oh, man. I studied everything. Gene Kelly, Gene Kelly is yeah. just amazing. And that's Princess uh, Leia's mother. That's r- yeah, father. Debbie, no, mother. Oh, no, mother, Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds that's that's right. her mum in Singing in the Rain. You're wow. right. What a great segue. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even mean it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. The, no, I, Singing in the movie, Rain, yes. incredible dance sequences. Incredible movie. Um, also, uh, West Side Story. Oh, so good. That's yeah. one I've seen a lot. I just watched it a few weeks oh. ago for the first time in like 30 years boy it boy crazy blew, boy. oh that's a rita marino cool boy. she is so good in she's that. so good the music the, the film everything. was amazing mm-hmm. have you seen that recently not recently i saw it when oh, i was yeah. a kid I, I, it broke my heart that story always yeah. breaks my heart well i always yeah. remember the beginning the yeah so yeah. good the jets i can't click my fingers jet, but... da, 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 da. Uh, so good those songs oh man i've seen that so many times that so I was raised, phenomenal i was also raised with all the biblical epics right. um with charlton heston every single charlton heston oh, ten, ten commandments, commandments. Yeah, ben-hur oh, ben-hur which is still phenomenal i mean the filmmaking the quality yeah. the costume chariot race well we spoke about this they remade foolishly ben-hur two years stupid. ago with all these new special effects so and stupid it was 
terrible. I haven't even seen it, but you I saw the poster. You couldn't even compare dumb. it to the original Yeah, one. I'm like, that's Made, dumb. what, 60 years ago. Right. If you're going to do a remake, you need to make it as epic as it was before. Yeah. Right. But it's they're gonna not going to do that. It's going to be as good or better or yeah. something new. Yeah. I so totally a new agree. spin or like a prequel or yeah. <laughs> like something. That's but awesome. Yeah. So Jumanji. Speaking of Juma- oh, prequel, I love Jumanji, it was great. The Jumanji remake was, was surprising. A, you know what? Because it wasn't a remake. Yeah, it you're right. It was like a reboot, a reimagining. It was a, an no, extension. it was a sequel because it was later. It wasn't. Oh my God. Exactly. Wasn't Jack Black amazing? Oh, I He's can't hilarious. even right now. Yeah, he was oh. hilarious. See, I was afraid. I, I grew up watching it. I saw the original. Me too. I loved the original. I was scared. I was really scared. I know. Robin Williams, you can't do better than that. But then I was like, oh, okay. So it's a continuation of the story. It's a sequel. Smart. It was so surprising. So fun. It, it made fun. almost a billion dollars. It's a huge hit. Yeah, so they're, The they're Rock rebirthed it. It the was whole feel cast. good. It was yeah. good. You could take the whole family. It there. was a great family movie, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, because the original really, was, was kind fun. of darker. And then they did great little throwbacks to the original. Yeah. Yes, here and there that were really cute. And Joe Jonas is in yeah. that movie as well. I, yeah, I think it was pretty good. Actually. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> it was great. All right, that's it. awesome. So, what about? Um, actors that inspire you and when i say actor i mean an actor or actress yeah yeah al pacino okay i mean I'm de niro and al pacino oh yeah robert de niro oh speaking of movies goodfellas oh, yeah. grew up watching goodfellas casino yeah. um also um casino so underrated a bronx, bronx tale, tale. He that is one that of my too. favorite movies he directed it if you've not seen a bronx tale with robert de niro you are missing out i and mean it's also it was Chaz very palmanetti right yeah, yeah that's right it's yeah. very real to me too because in that movie it's about an interracial relationship right. and my mom is black choctaw native american my dad is italian and argentinian wow. but he looks like kind of white oh, that's Italian. Such a, that's right. such a spicy combo. Totally. To me, that explains so much about you. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, it, a light bulb just went off. Yeah. That totally mm-hmm. explains it. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, go on. That's right. I love, I love A Bronx Tale. It's a very oh, underrated film. It really is. Yeah. And uh, anything De Niro did, Goodfellas, Bronx. Bronx Tale also was gangster Italian drama, but it had a love story at its core. Right, it did. And it had the racial element to it, but it's a highly, highly uh, well-made movie. Um, so I was driver, oh yeah ta- see I never saw, I've never seen Taxi Driver it's a heavy film but yeah I oh wasn't allowed God. to see so I saw a lot of these gangster Watch it for movies his performance I got to see that because I mean we weren't not, allowed to see a lot of R rated films yeah it's we not anything heavier than Goodfellas <laughs> yeah Goodfellas was pretty yeah, yeah. but I, I want to see a lot of these classics after but also uh, Citizen Kane. My dad pushed Citizen Kane you, on me. Do you me. love that movie? I didn't as a kid, not at 11 years old, but so you now I do. Okay. I was 11 years old, Rosebud, right? I left and it too late, I think. You got to watch it really again. appreciate it. You got to watch it again in a new unit of time. You got to see it as a cinematic masterpiece. Right. Because yeah. I was like, oh, it's so boring and everything. But it's it's actually cinematically beautiful. The shadows, mm. the, the timing, the pacing. That's what it's so renowned for, like the way it's yeah. shot. And I guess you black right. and white. To, yeah, I have to appreciate that. You gotta watch. I had to watch it like 11 years old. I was like, this movie's boring as hell, right. you know. But now yeah. I'm like, okay, this is good. But I was raised with an appreciation because my dad was an actor, by the way. Oh, and he was. He was an actor. It's all and coming he together. Ran a liquor store, Playboy Liquor. You might know it down on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, not wow. not Hollywood proper, but near Hollywood Boulevard. He his family used to own that. Oh, that's so, so cool. So all the celebrities, all the stars filming these big budget films, Charlton Heston, all of them would come into the liquor store, oh, and wow. he talked to them. And he was also acting. And he did the background thing too. But uh, one other movie I have to mention, because I just read a piece on it in Vanity Fair, is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Do you, so, what's your take oh, on that film? It's one of my favorite movies. I have a question for you. 
I always appreciate that film. I do. It's visually... But you don't like it. No, no, I do. But I have to defend it because I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> but I sat and rewatched. That's what that, well, that was going to be my I think question. Because I sat and rewatched it last year mm-hmm. for it's like a two and a half hour movie, and yeah. it was just visually stunning. Oh, it's so gorgeous to look at. Oh. but I don't know what's going on. So then, because last week we did a science fiction episode, mm-hmm. so she was like, "Why is it on the list? If you don't understand it, I said watch it and you'll see because it's yeah. so gorgeous. Yes. It's so ahead of its time because absolutely." Film was like 50, 60 well, years old. Stanley Kubrick, first of all, this movie never before had, um, I forgot who was it. Was it Paramount who was producing it? I'm, I'm not sure. Well, the, the production company ones. just was throwing money at him. Oh, wow. And right. it was so over budget. Right. Um, and that was never done before. Not like now where they take chances and they do it. But he, he had to finagle so many things and he was like a tyrant on set. It was really interesting. Almost the behind the scenes was just as interesting as the movie itself. Mm-hmm. They were rewriting scenes before they shot it. That's they didn't crazy. even know the way the monolith was going to look. They had like different looks for the apes. By the way, Planet of the Apes was being filmed as well. So they had to be really secret with the way they're apes look oh right so it was like this whole race and there was a whole space race and you know cinema was like so it was it, it took i think it took like it took a long time to make this film too wow. and then he cast all unknowns kier right. dulia exactly there's no i fell in love with him no with actor movie. i know i just know how the computer exactly <laughs> and that was a canadian voiced actor That's crazy. he originally wanted to get a british actor but british would be too british american mm. would be too american so they did a canadian actor all unknowns it was like for that time it was crazy and it it was all uh done on a on a budget that was highly stressed and yet he had his vision and it was weird. And of course, a lot of people don't get it, but that is, it's art cinema. Well, it's so renowned. Mm, it's gorgeous. So, well, I guess that's what you appreciate about that's what it too, I appreciate. Then, the aesthetic. I appreciate the kind, aesthetic. That's my take as well. I also appreciate that there's mystery in it and you can interpret it. Because right. you're like, what are those monoliths? What is this about? Right. And I mean, si- the best sci-fi has a little bit of mystery right. and a little of this continuation that you could do fan fiction off of it and, you know, right. keep going. And then the going. whole end and the space baby, mm-hmm. it's beautiful to look at, but oh, I have yeah. no clue what's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's it's a little bit spiritual too. Yeah. Oh, it is. Travel. It's very uh, poetic. It is. You know, and that's favorites. why I actually really like it. That's so interesting. Yeah. I was going to ask you what your genre is, but clearly it's sci-fi. It's science fiction, mm-hmm. big that's, time. That's awesome. 100%. And that's... That, um, I envision myself as an actress doing, like my music has taken off more, but I want to get back into acting. Um, I envision myself as a science fiction and action hero. That's so cool. Like a badass woman. Just like kick oh, you, ass. You, you pull that off. Play 100%. aliens, kill yeah. aliens. That's so cool. Do awesome. you have any, because you had mentioned that you kind of want to get back into the acting. Yeah. I know you, which is crazy because I know you have so many other things going on. I know. My husband's always like, another project, Joy? <laughs> Do you have any acting projects you can talk about or anything? You, you know, nothing right now. Mm-hmm. I Since I'm in Los Angeles, I'm working on my album, and um, which my last album actually is this project just surpassed taylor swift on the charts it's called home sweet home Home we're gonna talk all about yeah it was amazing maybe you can sing for us a bit as well maybe maybe but right now it's it's mostly about the music and then i'm gonna be shooting some music videos but i want to get into the acting thing i just have to put together of course the actor's lament is your new headshots your resume and your reel and then go to it's gonna be a lot different because now i'm going as a celebrity with a substantial fan base and music 
And so I just have to promote, you know, approach the right agents and managers and then right. sign with the right person and then just get back into the swing of things. Oh, you'll, but you'll I don't have anything down the pipeline yet. A, a couple offers have come in, so we'll see. Well, I'm going to look forward to it. I think it'd be great in any Thank film you. role. And totally. That's so cool to see you in like a science fiction action. Oh, yeah. Kicking ass. You yeah. Know what I mean? Okay, good. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, you, you've done acting. That's mm-hmm. an area there. But obviously, you've exploded with your musical career. Yes. Um, tell me kind of how you developed you know into singing i mean you obviously kind of said when you did theater you Mm -hmm. were singing acting and all that but yeah tell us how that kind of career it's like a it's a multi-dimensional thing path for me because i was raised in musical theater raised on musical theater and it just when you do musical theater you you learn the discipline of singing of of reinforcing your voice of moving at the same time of costuming of makeup of putting on a character it's not that different than any other thing i do when i'm on stage like right. singing um but i i knew at a young age that i wanted to sing my own music so i actually uh, mocked up this this album it was going to be like um christian music like praise music <laughs> and i had this whole thing which is also funny i was only allowed to listen to christian music growing up so i had to sneak you grew up christian radio. i was raised very right. strict christian and so we had like these crazy gangster movies but then we'd be like bible studies <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> well they did a good job raising yeah, you man I mean, totally yeah. it was art and jesus it was incredible <laughs> I can't complain about that. That's like the name of that. a song. Art yeah, Jesus. Art and Jesus. I should do that. So you write all your own music, don't I you? I write all my own music. That's really so cool. So I always knew I was going to be a superstar. This was in me at a young age. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be like tutored on set, like celebrity kids. You know, I'm not going to have to go to real school. And I had this big envisioning, you know, uh, thing. And it didn't quite end up like that. But I did get started really young. Right. And I'm actually glad I didn't have fame and fortune at a young age because I see what happens. Yeah, that messes yeah. up a it lot of kids up your life. and their families. It's screwed yeah. up and families get involved and blah, blah, blah. And then I got to live a crazy, you know, I got to live my quote unquote college years <laughs> without cameras. So that's good. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's awesome. Not too many cameras. <laughs> so that was good, too. I'm like, OK, I got it on my system. <laughs> so for me, music came out of acting. And music was more like my hobby that I love that was that would spiritually and emotionally feed me. Right. I, but I never stopped writing. I play guitar as well. But I was going out for auditions and I was doing the thing. And they'd be like, oh, can you take the flower out of your hair? Can you just like cover your tattoos, please? Yeah. Can you try straightening your hair? Yeah. Can you take off the makeup? We need a plain shirt. And I was like, oh, God, I mean, in a line. 15 other women some of them look ex- try to look exactly like me some of them don't look like me i'm like mm. this director doesn't even know what they want right? right and i was doing that going to like three or four auditions a day and i was like i'm a professional auditioner i'm not an actress <laughs> right. right now and i was getting big auditions coca-cola hp commercials but i wasn't booking the gigs and i was unhappy with this so i said you know what i'm gonna come back to acting when first of all everyone else says i want to joy villa Right. Get me Joy Villa or a Joy Villa type. You wanted to be you. I wanted to be me with my tattoos and my cool makeup and my colors and my hair, my funky afro. I wanted to be myself. Damn straight. You know, I was like, Why change that? Why? (laughs) But, you know, this was also like 10 years ago. The times were a lot different. They were changing, but they were different. I remember being cast on this um, commercial for Boys and Girls Club, and they said, and at that time, I don't do drugs at all now, but I, I at that time too, I hadn't done any drugs. But they're like, oh, can you act like you're, you're high? Because I had locks, dreadlocks. And I was like, I, I didn't look like a drug addict at all, right? right. But they're like, I can you it. play high? And I was like, what is that? 
I was like 18 years old. Oh, wow. and I was like, what is high? And he's like, you know, high, like you're on pot. And so I remember feeling totally, I'm like, oh, yeah. because you see that I'm like brown skin and I have dreadlocks. I looked more like a girl that would be shopping in the mall. Right, so I had like a bright pink dress on. I'm like, do I look like a pothead? You right, know? Totally. So I was like, okay, I'm done with this. So I said, I'm going to come back to it at a later point. And I kept getting, you look like a musician, you look like a singer, are you a singer? And I just, 2011, I started making music because this producer walked up to me. And he said, like, I went through a whole life change, spiritual change, a whole bunch of stuff happened before that. But I finally decided to myself, like, I need to do music. That's great. And when I made that decision, this guy came up to me and he was like, you know, you look, when I look at you, I hear music. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? And I had like cool, like Converse shoes and like a rainbow jacket or something. Yeah, your you get ups are awesome. We're going to get to fashion. Yeah, <laughs> always been this. That's a ever huge since part I was a of your kid, life. Yeah. Always, always been the girl in the class, like looks cool. Right. And um, I said, well, I, I make music. He goes, well, so do I. I'm a producer. And that was in 2011. And we did my first ever single, Cold Wind. And it was all independently put out, independently produced. It sold like, it sold thousands of copies now. But Can at the you point, find that on iTunes. Oh yeah, okay, it's great. all on iTunes. I became a member of ASCAP, which which is the Performing Rights Organization, and and gets the cuts the checks. And I became active because of him. He showed me. He's like, oh, you got to sign up for ASCAP. You got to sign up as a publisher, so you get your publishing. This is a, this is how you do it. And it just. I just threw myself into this world. That's and great. It was so successful, so much more successful than my acting had ever been. Not that I, I wanted the acting to not be successful. It was just, this was right. And I said, my life has to be like a pyramid with music at the top and the rest of the things I can still do, but I need to focus on the top. Mm. And music is the successful so you action. You just played that game. I just boom, and did won. it. And one, and I, I always write my songs. I never stop writing, never stop getting stronger vocally. I've toured 35 countries now. Amazing. It was all a process, but I always hustled and I always believed in my head that I'm a superstar. So I would act like you knew who I was before you knew who I was. That's so cool. That's great. Okay, good. And then you kind of mentioned it earlier, but you have new music, right? You have a yes. single, Home Sweet Home. I heard yeah. it. It's a great song. You've Thank got a you. great voice. Thank and you. And then you have voice. the other song, um, Let's Make America Great Again. Yes. Which, which is actually a cool song. It's a great anthem. Thank you. you know? Yeah, that one uh, hit number one on all the charts as well. Yeah, that's awesome. You've like rushed right up to the top yeah, on Amazon and that's right. iTunes. In in my first album, actually, I mean, I know we're gonna get to that how that happened. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But my first album that I actually made after Cold Wind, I did a full length feature album because I was like, I did a bunch of singles, cool rock and roll singles. I was in Australia working with producers. I said I need to make it like a project, so I did an EP, which is like a short. It's called Extended Play. Just it just means like five songs, you know, less than a full length album, and. I produced that in London independently out of pocket three years before it hit number one on iTunes, Amazon, wow. and the wow. Billboard charts. I outsold Red Hot Chili Peppers and Metallica that week. Some good company right now. My favorite mm -hmm. bands. Yeah. Red Hot, oh my God, Joy. Red Hot Chili Peppers, like my all-time favorite. Okay, well, look, we have to talk about your attention-grabbing outfits which yes. really is where you just exploded onto the scene Absolutely. that's where honestly where i really started hearing all about you yeah. and you know online and mm -hmm. newspapers on the news the pictures yeah. i was like who is this I, lady? I said to my husband 
look at that woman. Look at her dress. <laughs> yeah, she is gorgeous. Yeah, and then you blew up. Go girl. And then your music career blew up, which was fantastic yes. and so well deserved. Thank you. Um, but I'd love to, like, so this designer, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, Miss Money Annie, um, it was the, uh, the Make America Great Again yes. Trump dress that kind of exploded. Yes, I do. But yeah. she did several from like 2015, 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. And I remember them, but, you know, obviously that's the one that really exploded. That just hit. How did, mm. how did that relationship start though? Well, we started working together. Um, you know, I had a stylist at the time. I said, I need someone who's like crazy for mm. my first Grammys in 2015. Right. And it was this designer and he had done some stuff for Rihanna. He was on Rihanna, had a like a, a show where she would pick the best designer, like a designer, oh, cool. America's Top Designer type of show. Oh, right. And she picked him because of that dress, the orange see-through dress made out of construction. That's the first one, right? The first one, but she never wore it. It's crazy. So I was, he was like, oh, well, he was, made it for Rihanna. He made it he for Rihanna. Nice. And I, but I'm the one who actually wore it. And that wow. took over the headlines. Right. It was like my first time having that, you know, 15 minutes of fame. I right. mean, they talked about it all year round. Do's, don'ts. It was mostly don'ts, right? <laughs> People were like, oh, look at so-called singer Joy Villa. Who the hell is she? But look at her here and right. here and here. And look how tacky she looks here and here and here. And click here for 10 more pictures of joyvilla.com. <laughs> right, they gave you shit, but they promoted it oh, everywhere. Yeah. That's what I loved. I was like, yeah, talk shit <laughs> Keep about going. me. Keep going. Right. Made you, you a know? household name. Big Thank time. You. It was everywhere. And I got tons of press. It opened up a whole I mean, you look great in those dresses too, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Vegan fitness. That's how I say it. You're vegan. Mm -hmm. Weight training, vegan. So then the next year I wore something else equally as crazy and fun. And I, my music had a darker feel because I had released another single um, called Empty and I did a cool, crazy music video for it. And so we just, I I collaborated with him on that design. I'd send him my music. It was the spikes. It was like a spike thing. And it had a big long tail and big hat, and and people were like, "Oh, it looks like something from like a, like a Halloween type thing." And it was fun. I was like, "This is this is a creation." Right. Also, like when I'm on the red carpet, you're sort of it's your chance to perform. This is the Grammys. It's not the Oscars. Yeah, you're on display. It's not the Golden Globes. You're on display. <laughs> right. Is that like, like a surreal experience? Oh my goodness. Everyone's being at the Grammys. Your name. Right. Right. I mean, being a member of the Recording Academy was already surreal because right. I could submit my music and it was considered for a Grammy nomination. And then being able to be there on that red carpet, invitation only, was just like, wow. This is like a moment. And then the second year, it's like people knew who I was. Like, oh yeah, Joy, you're, we, we know, you're known for your crazy dresses. So it was like coming back on an already built success. Right, right. Thing. It was amazing. And I toured, I kept touring. I, was, I became big in Japan and did, you know, different things. But it wasn't until 2017. Right, let's talk about 2017. Yes. <laughs> well, then we had the election going on. Yes. Trump versus Hillary. Dun, dun, dun. And I was largely overseas. Like I said, I was in Asia. So I wasn't involved in it. But I saw the bad news headlines, the CNN, the fake news, the blah, blah. He hates Mexicans. He hates women. He hates this. You know, he hates his own children. Like, just so much crap. <laughs> so I was kind of like, like, oh, my God, this guy's a bully. Like, what happened to The Apprentice? What happened to this guy? Like, everyone hates him. So then I came back. In America, and I was fully like, yeah, down with Trump. Like, I like joining the resistance almost, right? Because it was everywhere. But then I was like, you know what? Let me look for myself. And a girlfriend of mine, she's like, you know, you really need to look at Trump. And I trusted her opinion. So I was like, really? So I was like, okay, let me go look at Trump. 
I started listening to his speeches myself. I looked at what he was saying and I was like, oh my gosh, I believe this. I mean, I, I agree with this, right. mm-hmm. like 99% of it. And I went through my own cycle because I was raised hardcore Republican and we were like, you know, pro Bush. And then, but you know, when I was 18, I voted for Obama because I was like, yes, we can. And you know, we want a black president. And then I was like, oh, politics sucks. And I sort of like went away from politics, but then Trump got me back into it. Hmm. And I got, I was like, Hey, like this, he's, he's reinvigorating my conservative Republican roots, but it's, it's like, I'm owning it for myself. And it, it came into this whole, like being bold and speaking out. And, and I was sort of holding, I was withholding that I was a Trump supporter. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't want to piss off my fans. Right. Like now I'm getting 150 likes on my Instagram pictures. Like, I don't want to lose those <laughs> like selfie, you know, you have way more like, I have now, way more way. like add a couple zeros to those. Yeah. Now I have exactly. to add real quick. Cause I really want you to talk about this. I mean, I, we usually steer clear of politics, mm-hmm. obviously just because, you know, especially with this last election, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, I was so happy to be British and not to be able me, to me vote. Because even for my <laughs> wife, I saw the turmoil she went through, you know, families dividing, friends dividing over it. Mm-hmm. it actually, it was, it was quite bad. shameful. It was ridiculous. It was bad. But you, yeah. one, it's something I really respect about you, whether someone can agree with you or not, your stance, your boldness, your courage, your confidence, and also just how positive you are and the way mm-hmm. you talk about it, because I've I've seen you talk to other people about this, yeah. is really admirable. And Thank I you. really want you to uh, kind of promote that and talk about it because people need to discuss it. They, they need to communicate and talk about it. But sorry, That's the thing. continue. That's kind of why I'm letting you go into this. And Thank also, you. it's a huge part of where you are now. It is. That infamous, you know, famous dress from 2017. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it really, and it's become a part of me and part of my of activism, course. really. And I found my voice. So I was like, oh, I can't talk about Trump. But I, I was totally dead set on voting for him. And I decided later in the campaign, but I was like full on Trumper, but Mm -hmm. secretly. Right. Right. And I changed from that. Like, yeah, like we don't like Trump. And I was like, oh shit, no, I like Trump. I'm going to stand out from this crowd. So finally I saw Madonna say that she wanted to blow up the white house. This was after he got elected at the women's March. And I was like, Oh, oh, hell no. It was ridiculous. So she's going to say that she wants to blow up. She thinks an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Nothing happens to her. I mean, she was saying she was going to give out blowjobs to anyone who voted for Hillary. I mean, it was just disgusting, right? It really was crazy. It was insane. And I was like, wait a second. He's the sitting president now. He's elected. When he got elected, I was like crying. I called my three Trump friends. And I was like, oh, my God. The people voted for him. That's what's nuts to me. (laughs) Yes. The I didn't because I'm British, but the people voted for the him. The people voted for him. He, this is what America it's wanted like and America needed. Yeah. yeah, you can. I mean, it's fine during right. election. Yeah, I get it. Even though it was yeah. a lot of mudslinging, but it's fine. like you're trying to win over. Right. It's done now. Like go right. back to your life. Yeah. You know, and support and, the president uh, we do have and back thank him up. You. Exactly. Like, why would you want the president to fail? I never right. wanted de- democratic presidents that to fail. That was always my take. Like, if he makes a positive change, even if you can't stand him, because I was never a fan of him. Mm-hmm. It's quite obnoxious and arrogant and very full of himself <laughs> but maybe that's good for this country i don't know but i, I would always tell that's people just a normal american <laughs> yeah, exactly. but i would actually tell people joy i'd be like hold on I, something doesn't make sense here 
if he accomplishes the things he says he's going to accomplish, we doesn't win. everyone win? Exactly. Everyone wins. And then they're just like, nah, 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 and I, oh, that's man. what I don't get. But no, sorry, I mean, we, it's called leftism. It's snowflakeism. It'd be SJW. It's like, be, What's it's, that? Har- it's a social justice warrior. Okay. Gotcha. I went on Fox News and said SJW, and all the hosts were like, what is SJW? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, I mean, social justice warrior. Like, you, you I wouldn't expect to know, but. Fox News. I'm like, you guys are supposed to know. On, That's the hip it, new <laughs> term. It's basically using hashtags and like, uh, like uh, whining online, right, right? right? Trying to act like you're doing something. The big Activism, thing now. Yeah. Big time, right? Like, hashtag BLM. <laughs> I love black people. You know, oh, it's, God, it's, black lives matter. It's like, come on now. Yeah. All right. You know, so I got really involved in this because it became like a matter of of really like I had to educate myself because I'm a Trump supporter. Right, you and went and found out for yourself. By I the had way, to find I out for myself because I was like, yeah. if I'm going to come up against 90% of my friends, 90% of the people I work with, 99% in Hollywood, this yeah. is my group. I need in to be Hollywood. able to talk oh about it. Oh, I was in a, in a gym, a gay gym in West Hollywood oh my <laughs> talking God. about Trump and explaining him to these, to these gay guys there who were like, Oh no, you like Trump. And, I, but I was like having a conversation right. and they were like, Oh wow, that's a different perspective. Yeah, you gave right. your view. Yeah. Totally. And I love that. Cause I love people from all cross sections, everything. And so I couldn't take it anymore. I said, I have to come out for Trump. And I, even if it's just to piss off all these people who are being stupid right now, <laughs> I, I was like, I'm just going to be myself. You know, like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. I mean, I'm independent as an artist. I know I'm going to get hate left, right, and center, but I'm like, who cares? And I didn't have a manager to tell me you can't do that. Like all my management team, all my people, very small group, my publicist actually is pro Trump or was pro Trump. My publicist at that time. Um, and my assistants, I mean, I, I lead my own train as an independent businesswoman, as an artist. And I have for many years. So I, I was fortunate enough to be like, you know, screw these people. I'm going to do my own thing. And I kind of like pushing those buttons. So the designer, and it was actually his idea. He said, you know, what if I designed a Trump dress for you? Cause he's also a Trump supporter. And we talked about that together. I said, yeah. So let's do it. <laughs> my husband's like, I asked my husband, do you think I should do this? And he goes, no, it's not a good idea. It's not, that's not safe. So I go, okay, I'm in. <laughs> Amazing. We like Thank not God safe. You did. And the rest is history. I wore that dress. I, I planned the execution of it, up covering everywhere. it, you know, so people wouldn't know all the press didn't know. And they were like, Oh, you're so beautiful. And for the, the white, listeners, describe the dress. So the dress, well, I had this white cape. And I walked into the red carpet area. Like I did all the press with a white cape over it. But once I went to the main area, which is where you see all the photos and there's like a hundred press, I twirled around and took off the cape. And you can see it's a mermaid style dress. that's blue and white. And it says, make America great again on the front and Trump on the rump. It was a gorgeous so dress. And it, it, was. it fit me like a glove. It yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it has rhinestones on it. It's beautiful dress. And it's actually made out of a Trump campaign flag. Oh, are Amazing. you serious? Legit campaign oh, wow. flag. And then I had a big white flower in my hair and a purse, sacred heart purse that I designed. And, you know, I was just like, this is me. I'm going to come out. I'm going to come out boldly. And I was not expecting the success. I got so a lot of vitriol. Happened? I got a lot of hate. I mean, I got death threats. People hated me. But then I, I was talked about so much. Everywhere. Way yeah. more than my other outfits, more than the orange dress, more than the spike dress. Everyone was looking at, everyone was talking, but everyone had something to say. Um, it was incredible. 
It made yeah. like everyone's like, "This is Joy Villa." Every, let's buy her music. Let's support up. her because she's like us. I didn't know there were so many deplorables, as we're called, because right. Hillary called us deplorables. And I didn't know there were so many Trump supporters out there who were right. so well banded. I wasn't again, in that crew. The majority voted for him. Exactly. <laughs> Big time, and I wasn't thinking about that at the time. But I they know. all bought my music. Exactly. And I was able to have like thousands and upon thousands, millions of fans. All at one time, my Twitter, everything just like blew up. Every I was like, I could just say anything and there would be like 10,000 likes. You know, that time was insane. I've never, it, 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 it's, it's, you can't sustain that kind of amazingness. But yeah. it was a moment in history where I had so much love and so much attention and so many love letters that came in. Right. While at the same time, so much hate and so much vitriol and so many you know, like, oh, Joy let's tear her apart. Like, what is she doing being black? Like, that's a fake Afro, Rachel Dolezé. She's not it's really not black. fake, by the it's way. Not yeah. fake. It's yeah. glorious. I mean, I never, in that moment in history, I had like so much love and so much hate at the same time. But I was protected by those around me who were like came out to me and were like, I'm also pro-Trump. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people within my church, a lot of people in my, within my group, it, it opened up my eyes that this is like, well, this is like a real thing. We're really winning here. And it put me in connection with the president himself. And I ended up being on the uh, campaign advisory board. Wow. That's right. why he tweeted you. He tweeted me. You went to the yeah. White House. I've been to the White House multiple times. I went most recently to the Christmas party. Wow. Um, you know, I know Ivanka very well. She loves me. She tweeted me. She's gorgeous. She, awesome. She's a I don't fan know of my anything music. anything about her, but she's oh, beautiful. she's gorgeous. And she's so bright and shiny, like, ah, like so, open and just brilliant woman. So I don't know how much much you can say but what can you say about that like again that must be another surreal experience oh, going to like, the white house oh you know, i can say a lot about it no, actually. please yeah i'll sign no nda but <laughs> <laughs> sure, i'll sign anything you want me to <laughs> no i mean for me i mean was, i've been outside the white house yeah no, being no i mean I, I didn't sign an nda you know i can talk about it yeah i mean oh right 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 the Got first it. time it was unreal i was like i'm in the freaking the mother flipping white house not only was i in the white house but i was in the West Wing. So I got That's to, amazing. I saw everybody, Jared, um, Ivanka, she came up to me. We started talking. Kellyanne Conway came up. The president at that time, I, I couldn't meet him because he was busy. He was meeting like a prime minister of someone. But I was there and I, I mean, I spent hours there. I got and to see everything. they're all wonderful with you, huh? They're all amazing. It's so interesting. My friend Jenny yeah. Korn, who works there, she was introducing me to all the guards and they were like, oh, of course we know who that is. And they were coming up to me, all like everyone who works there. It was hard working. Like the coffee machine was not working in, in one of the offices. No one was getting coffee. Everyone was working. I'd never wow. seen anything like that. You yeah. go to an office and someone's like lounging around the coffee machine, yeah. right? Like around the watering <laughs> hole, like taking their time, printing out papers. You think government office, I think DMV. Right. No, this White House, this administration, they're working their butts off. And everyone was so appreciative of what I did. And I was like, oh my gosh, all I did was wear a dress. Right. You know, I was just well, trying to- Well, you did more than that. that dress. It, it you made your voice heard yeah. and you obviously yeah. were kind of a stable point of contact for a lot of other people. Yes. And yes. again, that's the thing, whether, you know, they're haters, supporters, mm-hmm. whether you agree or disagree, I think your stance on it, on opening a discussion, getting people yeah. together- Absolutely. And, uh, it, right now, so many people just acting like babies. Oh yeah, on both it's sides. Rid- on yeah. both sides. And and it's, it's not ridiculous. right. We have to talk. We have to have discussions. You have to talk to the to your friends and your relatives. You can't hate each other over politics. Yeah, no. because look, I, I mean, again, I mean, I couldn't vote because I'm British. I'm not yeah. even. A, I'm not an American citizen. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I was really glad, but <laughs> I mean, it was a rough election because you had Hillary and you had. 
McDonald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there was... But again, my whole thing on it has always been like, look, the majority voted. It might be crazy. It might be surreal, but it happened. Yeah. If he succeeds, we all win. Oh, yeah. We all succeed. And we're winning. Right. I mean, the economy is booming. You know, unemployment is down for blacks, for women, for Hispanics. Why do you think that's not promoted? Like, like, why aren't those facts made known? What's your take on that? You know, they're merchants of chaos in the media. They want to make chaotic. (laughs) You know, they want you to feel like you're dying. Everything's going to be blowing up. And they love these. They love a school shooting. Unfortunately, the media loves that. They they love love depressing things. They will just push that in your face. It's horrible. Horrible. And they don't like when things are good because it doesn't sell stories. They like when it's like, oh, so-and-so hates Trump. Let's put them on TV to talk about how much they hate Trump. It's ridiculous. He's not a racist. He employs more people of color than any other administration. My friend Jenny Korn, Hispanic American from the barrio in Latina. Uh, There's black Americans who work for this administration. There's a lot of Hispanics. There's a lot of different colors. I went to Hispanic Heritage Month at the White House. I don't remember Obama doing Hispanic Heritage Month. I mean, he just did Greek Heritage month it's such a we're a multicultural country nobody hates multiculturalism no one doesn't want different cultures to succeed exactly so this is a lie that the media puts in there like oh we're so racist in america and they keep pushing that button right most americans are hanging out with people who don't look like them right totally. especially if you're in a big city i mean it's racism is not affecting my life on a daily basis. Not that it doesn't exist, but putting it out there like it's like as common as like, you know, you wake up in the morning and it's like someone's trying to string me up on a tree or something. No, I mean, what? (laughs) You know, and also the sexism. I'm like, I can do a lot as a woman. Yeah, as a woman of color. Sure, I've, I've had my battles, but I don't wake up every morning victimizing myself. And that's what this whole narrative is. It's about victimizing instead of making you a winner, which we're winning. Things right. are good right now. So on the political aspect, Joy, what would be your words of wisdom or your advice for the haters and the fans alike? Mm, I'd say you have to talk to each other. And you can't hate. You can't be like, you know, Amen. yeah, it, it, it's it's a lot of stress relief to be like all oh, these leftists, these snowflakes. And I try to try to not say that too much because I don't want to alienate people. Describe my... snowflakes. You've yeah, said these that are before. terms. So mean? snowflake is someone who just is usually like, you know, Democrat thinking like like leftist is oh, more okay. of a good term. Mm-hmm. You know, they're usually really pro Hillary and they're like, uh, oh, Trump sucks. And they're like whining about it. <laughs> right. So snowflake is like they're melting. Got they're it. literally melting. You know, those pictures. My husband after. would love that. All these terms, <laughs> man. Oh, yeah. There's all these terms. It's like in our culture now. It's pop culture. And, you know, I try not, I don't call other people that, but when I get frustrated about the media pushing things like, oh, we should repeal the second amendment, this is ridiculous. That's not going to solve anything. It's not the problem here. You know, psychiatric drugging of kids is the problem. Let's actually look at the actual cause. We're prescribing kids who are artists who are, who could be doing great things in society. We're drugging them with drugs that say homicide and suicide. And we're yeah, not expecting nuts. a portion of them to blow things up. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah, it's on the labels. It's the side on the effects. freaking labels. So oh, trust me, these kind of things are just, you know, I mean, politics has turned into this circus. But I do believe that President Trump is doing great things, and he really wants America to succeed. He wants the people to succeed. Mm-hmm. He has he has done a lot of rolling back legislation, which has made it easier for small businesses to succeed. We get extra tax breaks. I know a lot of people have an extra thousand dollars in their pocket this year. I mean, simple things like that that don't get broadcast of course not they need to because that's honestly whoever's president your life is not going to change that much but when your life can change it to be a little bit better you better recognize and appreciate yeah Yeah. i agree and look again whether 
I agree or disagree with your stance, mm -hmm. I so much admire your approach on it. Absolutely. And, and, and my thing is, if he makes a positive change, don't we all succeed? Come exactly. on. And know? I think in, we have to stop name calling. We have to stop taking the stance that if you voted for Hillary, you're evil. If you voted for Trump, exactly. you're evil. That's no, just no ridiculous. one's evil. They're just, they're trying to make their way too, right? Exactly. I got friends from all different sides of the aisle. Oh, just because I'm, I'm very bold and loud on my stance, but I also want others to be bold and loud on their stance. I want to allow that yeah. space for us to be respectful, even if we disagree. Yeah. Exactly. Open a dialogue. People. But yeah, exactly what she said. Be able to communicate about it without shouting. Yes. Without uh, declaring that if you vote for one person, that means you're anti this, anti that, anti mm. that. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't Are mean any of those things. Citizen? I am not. Oh, so you I'm the same either. as him. I couldn't vote, but I, I literally ended Europeans. up just um, I ended up just hiding so many things on my feed because I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. I, I was like, you know, I love America. I, mm -hmm. I moved here loving this country love eight this country. years ago. He loves this country. We want to be here because we love this country. Yes. And all this horrible fighting and everything that's not what america is it's, it's the not. land of the free and opportunity so let's support him let's you know amen let's exactly. agree let's okay, agree well, look, yeah. well we're winding down this has been so much fun um, this is great joy I, I wanted to ask you so you've credited scientology for improving your life and career mm -hmm. so i'd love to hear about that how did that come about yeah well i went through a crazy time i sort of touched on it before right. um acting and everything and I sort of, my mom died. Um, I gave a child up for adoption. You know, big, heavy things that I never dealt with. Oh, you've been through a lot. I know. And, and accomplished you know, a lot. Thank you so much. And, you know, our life was beautiful, but it was very tumultuous. Right. And so I, I lived in this sort of ups and downs, push and pull. And for me, it left me with a lot of open questions and and wantings and i wanted to succeed but i didn't have the tools and i found myself crashed out on my brother's couch like broke drinking every night partying all the time just you know living this loser lifestyle in hollywood thinking i was being a superstar and i said i have to end this i have to stop this i have to change and i found myself getting like just disconnecting like like moving away from all the drugs all the alcohol all the bad people in my life and that was the best thing for me. I moved in with my dad. I started writing guitar. I started praying every day. And then I, I got this modeling gig at the Celebrity Center. And I wandered in over there modeling in a fashion show. And I was like, what is this place? And mm. I was like, okay, I'd heard of the Church of Scientology. I didn't really know much about it. Right. I was like, it's a Hollywood thing, right? <laughs> so I came and I took the free personality test. And it changed my life. And I mean, I'm a Christian, I'm still a Christian, and that's my faith-based religion, which I use in my day-to-day -day life. But Scientology is not a faith-based religion. It's a, it's a spiritual technology for tools mm. for living. So I found out, I found a bunch of tools that I could use. I dug myself out of the dirt. I started taking responsibility for all the mistakes and the bad relationships. I started knowing who was on my side, who was not from these tools. You know, I took classes and courses and read books, and I just... I became the best version of myself. And that was around the same time, right after that, that I, that I started studying Scientology, that I said, I want to do my music first and foremost. And that nice. really blew up. And then it blew up. So I found wow. myself. It made me more me. So, I mean, it's it's a beautiful religion, and I can't say enough about it because it's helped me tremendously. Where should people go to find out about it? Because there's a whole new TV station. There the is a TV station, and it's uh, Scientology.tv. 
cool. So just go You to can that. watch it. You can stream it. There's like meet a Scientologist videos. There's the different, you know, uh, precepts and, and different things on there. Cause a lot of people are confused. Like they're like, what is Scientology? And that is the best way to learn about it. Scientology.tv. You could just stream it. There's an app. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, just go find out for yourself. And clearly it's working for you because you're doing oh, great. Yeah. You have your fingers in so many pies and uh, your dynamic and energy is very infectious. So I, I, so love, infectious. I love talking to you. Um, anything you want to plug? Anything? Yes, I've got, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be writing a book about my life, awesome. a sort of Whoa. memoir. You really could. My oh, life yes. is so fascinating. Because I've had, I have so many twists and turns and I have lived a crazy, colorful, beautiful, wonderful life, even so far. And I want to like That's the others. name of the book. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. So that book is going to be coming out. And then I have um, this album, Home Sweet Home, which is currently on the charts, rocking it up. It's got a little bit of, it's rock and roll. It's got a little, it's Americana, you know, right. as a American flavor. It's, it's pro America. It sounds like to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's on the charts. I'd love for people to take a listen to that and purchase on iTunes or Amazon home sweet home. Cool. Perfect. Okay, good. And since I'm Tony, the movie guy, any guilty pleasure movie you want to leave us with? What's your like guilty pleasure? Well, this is not guilty. This is about black Panther. I finally oh, saw. Wasn't that awesome? I finally saw Black Panther, I just saw and it I am too. Oh, you just saw it last forever. Oh, I'm so, so happy with the so success good. of that film. Me too. It's made over a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. It just surpassed um, Avengers. Yeah. Wow. Um, but here's the thing: I I love the whole thing about you know obviously pro black and the you know written. See, I'd love to talk to you about this because yeah. real quick, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so there's again, you know. The goddamn media, they love being a shitstorm about things. But they're like, it's not the first black movie. Blade came out 20 years ago and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Well, no, no. Here's the thing. Wesley Snipes starred in Blade. It was a predominantly a white cast, yeah. written, directed by a white person. Black Panther was culturally significant because yeah. it's written, produced, directed, and predominantly cast all black mm-hmm. and... It, I mean, it's a, a African-American black superhero. Exactly. Right. But despite that, it's also just a really damn good film. It's exactly. a good movie. And it's African so it. as well. It. Like he's an African yeah, superhero. Yeah. So you had the African tribes, yeah, the, the people representing, even though it's like a fantastical thing, that obviously they looked and did in a lot of inspiration from real tribes. Right. With the hair I and the costuming. That. And the and that's what we don't get to see. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so yeah, you get you also have like the black American, African-American guy, right? Yeah. I'm not going to give me any spoilers. Yeah, Oakland, California. In yeah. Oakland, California, yeah. they bring it into the to modern day. They bring it into America, but it's about an African civilization that flourishes and also has to learn a le- you know lessons on sharing. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. it's beautiful. It's not like political. It's no. not like it's not it's at not all. all like, if you spin it that way, it's it's ridiculous. yeah. It's not trying to shove anything down no. your throat. It's an amazing, gorgeous superhero movie it's for lovely. everyone to see. Yeah, and the cast was fantastic. So, oh, and so tonight, I love her. Love her so from much. The Walking I Dead. Told you. My she favorite was my TV favorite series. character. Come on I, now. <laughs> I'm a big fan. When and she then threw also, that wig off. Oh, was no, that so, so and then good. you randomly get Gollum and Bilbo Baggins in the oh, same yeah. movie together. Right? <laughs> but right? also, and Michael B. Jordan, who's such oh, he's a amazing. great so actor. He hasn't aged a day. I know, but he was also, like, he did a villain that you could really empathize thighs with which exactly. i thought was really impressive yeah, well like so. that's a great pick i love Such that movie. movie oh yeah uh, it's killing it at the box office and then of course avengers is coming out with like mm. black panther and everyone so, so exciting. that's gonna amazing. be amazing i love yeah. that you're a total nerd total Joy, nerd awesome. superheroes star wars <laughs> like oh i'm a total nerd but those are the that's fun amazing. movies all right well they you know are. what i'm a fan i wish nothing but continued success for you okay thank you thanks so much for listening good night guys good night 
Thanks again for listening to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. My weekly reminders. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tony the Movie Guy. You can email us in at any time, Tony the Movie Guy podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Patreon and YouTube, and you can find Joy at joyvilla.com, and all of her social media handles are in the show notes below. See you next week. Bye-bye.